Welcome back to the Frizz and the Bruce podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. Welcome back. It's another beautiful Monday. Thank you all for joining us live or listening on the podcast, Spotify, Apple. D, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm feeling like crap, but I'm here, baby. I am here. Terrible, terrible, terrible cough that I have. So I apologize for those if you hear me cut off in the middle of speaking, but I'm here, baby. I'm hoping to bring the energy for a Monday. I appreciate Usually you're the energy guy, so I have to step up my game today. But I, but, you know, I know you don't have the energy, but you got to get it started off right. Absolutely, baby. As we always say, happy fucking Monday. Again, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we have a busy show today, as always. We're going to talk about women's basketball. They had the uh, national championship last night. We're going to talk a little bit of NBA. They just ratified a new CBA. Very exciting stuff. And it's been really just a busy week in general for NBA. Maybe we'll get around to the MLB stuff. I'm wearing, I'm sporting the Red Sox today. Baseball, huh? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I know you're not a big baseball guy. You were watching more hockey this weekend. Oddly enough, yeah, I did watch a couple of games for hockey, and I didn't, I didn't watch a single swing for baseball. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. We'll see where we get. Um, but then we'll have our parlay. We won last week, so we're now one and two. I think, I think we're going to be good this week. We have a really good money making parlay, and then we'll close off with uh, updating our tournament. We've been running the whole tournament throughout the March Madness of TV theme song. We have a champion, folks. It has not Absolutely. been released to the public yet. We have it for you today. So hang in there. In there. I like it. I like it. Big fan. Again, going all, par- all all areas, all avenues for sports. So please, if y'all listening live, watching live, please throw up some love up in the chat. Make it easier. Uh, more importantly, if you guys listen to us tomorrow, throw in your comments so we can go over anything that you guys want for next week. For sure. And I know we talk of like a little bit of random stuff before we get into the meat of the sports. Mm-hmm. I don't have much, but I do have this. Saturday was one of my least favorite days of the calendar year. Probably might be my least favorite day of the calendar year. You talk about April Fools? I hate April Fools. I don't know how you feel about April Fools Day, but to me, it's the worst cuz you can't go online, you can't do anything. It's just all crap. Fake. Actually, before you throw yours, I thought one of the fun- so I've completely forgot. I'm way past the whole April Fool's joke thing. Like I know, like people like to throw in things like, "Oh, it's April second, and she's still pregnant." Like shit like that <laughs> to me is hilarious. But like I'm way past like pranks and jokes. But what I did watch, which was absolutely hilarious, is Usher is doing a, a tour right now with Dreamville, and he came out on stage and he was just like, "All right, folks, I want y'all to." to put your hands together for an incredible, you know, guest star that y'all didn't know were coming. Everybody, please put it up for the queen, Beyonce. And everybody went fucking nuts. And like, he's staring in the back, like, what's going on? He's like, he comes back, he's like, April Fool's. (laughs) (laughs) That's not, that's just cruel, man. That's not even funny. You know know how pissed everybody must have been? Oh, for sure. Just the amount of memes that I saw going off of it. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Because, again, I forgot. But I 100% forgot that that's a thing, April Fool's Day for April 1st. It's it's literally the worst day in the calendar year. Like, who enjoys it? <laughs> Seriously. Pranksters. Hey, by the way, just the white meat. Uh, Dreamville, that's uh, J. Cole. Yeah. And the crew. Yeah. All right. That's one of the artists I've always wanted to see. He's still on my list to check off as J. Cole. 
He's real incredible talented. Incredible artist, man. Absolutely incredible. Incredible lyricist, great music. Like he, he, I can't even say he's underrated. It's just he's not in the public eye because he's not going out there and doing things that like, you know, what Drake does, but like yeah. he still puts out music, which is incredible. He's always kind of like not the A on top of the mountain, but he's always just kind of like the B guy for over 15 years. Like, I don't know, like 10, 15 years now, just kind of under the radar, chilling, making money. He's essentially like the Tim Duncan of music. Yeah. Like he just keeps putting out great music and he's just not very flashy about it when he does. He had that little stint in, in Europe basketball. Like that was as much publicity no, as he, he got. No, he was, uh, I think he was in was Africa. Oh, Africa. Okay. He played in Africa, yeah. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was Africa. Yeah, he loves hoop, he loves hoop. All right, let's get into the into the basketball then. I like that we get to lead off with uh, women's basketball. Yeah, big fan of it. I'll let you start. Uh, well, you were all far up. Wait, we all did right, like a little cool, pre-show I'll, I'll, thing, and so this dude was your, just going off. Yeah, so like, I'm not going to go into that too much. I want to celebrate the game itself. Obviously, yeah. I rep my school, you know, national champions. I'm not a LSU women's basketball fan. I won't lie to you. I am not. I typically don't watch the game, but I watched this tournament and I was able to watch some incredible basketball. If the school wins, I'm still going to be very happy. So Louisiana State University women's basketball team, congratulations. Now the game itself, I don't know if you watched it from tip to end, but I did. And oh my goodness, that was some great basketball. I actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not watch the game. It was, it was, here's the thing. Uh, shout out to the women's game because they they outshine the the men's tournament. I feel like this this Hands go down. around, but uh, the scheduling people, man, they bone the women's teams because th- what was it three o'clock on a Sunday? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, they kind of fit that in like the intermediate second half Saturday for like no, it was it was on Sunday. It was yesterday. Okay. But they they fit it in that time frame that like people usually watch you know the NFL games like that late afternoon. So it's noon out west coast, but it's three o'clock for east coast. So I don't think that's a bad time. I'm running errands at that time, but uh, yeah, I want to be honest. I didn't watch it. I thought that this. I think statistically, the women did like their record numbers as far as the amount of viewership this go around, and it's just a shame because all the momentum that they had going for them and all like the good publicity, but like with the Caitlin Clark thing throughout the tournament, just dominating. Um, and then, you know, the underdog Iowa run, lots of people are watching exciting. And then it becomes a stupid ass conversation at the very end, instead of like celebrating the greatness of the tournament and the greatness of the LSU tigers, we're just talking about the dumbest shit now. And that's yeah, unfortunate. I get it. I don't want to go that route yet. I know I, I, it's like, it's, it's back there. It's like, I'm steaming obviously off of it, but again, I, I want to at least talk about the game, watching the game itself. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to, and I, I'd send it off air uh, to a, a bunch of my group chats. I'm going to get into probably college basketball a lot more moving forward. Women's and men's obviously with the girls. Um, so like, I'm going to be following it and it was good just to see like the game itself, like some team ball, Caitlin Clark, you know, I won't say Steph Curry incarnated, but essentially she's pulling up from half court. So kudos to her, you know, another 30 piece, uh, she, you know, couldn't get it done when it comes to obviously the win, you know, but I will shout out to, you know, Angel Reese again, she broke the record for like most double doubles in NCAA tournament history, along with like most double doubles and like NCAA like season history. So like, she's an incredible talent, you know, six foot big, essentially, you know, I don't, I don't know what the height difference is for, for, for men and women, excuse me, for women when it comes to point guards and, and centers, but like she was down there in the post, like dominating. 
Uh, she was backed up by, I want to say it was uh, Alexis Morris was playing guard. And then off the bench, an incredible Jasmine Carson. She came off the bench, literally gunning threes. And I texted you early uh, because I didn't know if you were watching it. You said that you weren't, but uh, I talked about fouls. And it's weird that like women's basketball, I kind of like it, but it's it's it takes a while for me to get used to it. Women's basketball is quarters. So it's not yeah. like men's where it's two halves. And in the first quarter, there were 12 fouls. I was like, like I don't know, man. Like, we want to let these girls play. Like, you're taking the energy out of, like, the mystique of the national championship. And, and like you had said, the, the most views, I, I wrote it down, 9.9 .9 million That's views. That's good it, numbers. Yeah, it outranked the Orange Bowl and I think the, the Rose Bowl for, like, like championship-style games. Incredible. Yeah. I have, like, I don't have much for you on the actual play itself because I didn't watch Very it. Very good. But, uh, yeah, just... Just a, incredible to see the numbers for that grow and, and be that big. Um, do you want to talk about the other stuff now that, that came from it? Or do you want Yeah, man. Like, so look at here. Like, we all understand that I, I'm not going to just, I'm going to come up and rip this, just say it. Like, there's a double standard for way too much shit. And instead of us celebrating a national champion in the Louisiana State Tigers, women Tigers, like, we got to wake up in the morning and worry about people calling, you know, kids essentially classless and and bigger than just calling them classless because of the way that they were celebrating in the heat of it and again Trudeau you're all you're a competitor man we play college ball together like there is no like right way to win I don't care what anybody says like you win a championship you are going to celebrate however the hell you want to celebrate because you finally climbed that mountain to become a champion and we're, you know, this morning and, and all across the board on social media, all we see is like, they didn't do it the right way. They didn't act like they've won it before. But literally less than 48 hours before tip, like before that game went off, we saw the same thing where a female was up 20 talking about, you guys are down 15, shut up. Like we see her mouth saying these things and we see the, you know, you can't see me by Caitlin Clark. But Angel Reese comes out there and she does the same thing and she gives her the Joe Burrow because they went to LSU, like, ring me. And it's called tasteless. It's called classless and probably the biggest one. Like, well, I like I heard some people calling her like, son of a bitch. And just like, like these things that like, these are kids. Like, so miss me with like, they need to learn how to win. Like, no. Well, like, the standard is if, you, if it's okay for men to do it, then it's okay for women to do it. And I'm not even ready to go down the race thing yet. But like, we yeah. all understand like what the difference is between Miss Clark doing the same shit, you know, three days ago, and then Reese coming out winning the championship saying, ring me, and obviously you can't see me. Like, miss me with this shit, man. Yeah, I think that there are three groups of people. I think there are the people who don't care and just like, hey, they're competing, whatever. It's not a big deal. There's a group of people. So then there's that group. And there's another group that's split into two that are like, this is classless, tasteless. And there's a percentage of that group who actually feels that way. And then I think there's a larger percentage who doesn't care about the women's basketball and that they're the ones that say the WNBA is a joke and just dog on women's sports. And instead of looking at that 9.9 .9 million people watching, they're not going to give credit to anything. They're going to find any reason just to be an asshole about it and be a mm -hmm. troll and turn this into something that it, instead of celebrating it, they're going to turn it into like some sort of shouting match. And I think my problem is like you can't argue with people that are having a bad faith argument if they don't have any intention to actually talking about what's going on and they're just trying to find reasons to make it into a shit throwing fit, like 
what's the point? And I think that's what you're seeing a lot here. Like you, you said the, the barstool guys were some of the biggest culprits and you know, those guys, like they're not there to be serious, you know, sports analysis. They're there to stir the shit. And they stirred the shit out of that pot. And like, you know, it's online and you guys know that we, we're not, you know, we're, we're, we're not whatever the word is for like, I guess like censored on our podcast. We don't give a shit. And like to, to have somebody call again, a kid, a, a tasteless piece of shit. Like that is incredible. That's that with like hidden undertones that aren't hidden. Right. Especially when you're celebrating again, the same gesture and the same antics literally two two days before as like this is just competitive mamba mentality like it's incredible what she's doing for the sport of of college women's basketball and then reese comes out and does it. it's like well hold on a second like win with some class act like you've been there before no motherfucker like we won a championship not yeah. only did we win a championship but we dominated essentially the same way that i like to throw it in there that lsu football dominated against clemson like nobody there has done it before the coach has never done it before so they're gonna go out there and they're gonna win and they're gonna show the whole world which they did is who can talk about us now right you can't call us dogs you can't call us monkeys and i know the coach from the sc the the south carolina team like was talking about this like you can't say these things because at the end of the day you know what you have to say is champion so shut up and worry about us next year yeah and i'm going to i'm going to harp back to the number you said is 9.9 million people watched that game which is a record number for women's college basketball you know a lot of those people are new viewers mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say this. There were a lot of people watching, not just for women's college basketball. I'm sure there are people, and I'm going to go down the, the other avenue. You have Iowa. I don't know how many people are on the roster. I'm going to guess 12. Usually that's like the NBA roster. 100% if you're going that route. Yes. 11 of the 12 girls were white. Mm-hmm. One black girl. Oh, 99. I didn't see LSU, her. the complete opposite. So you know part of that 9.9 was there for no good intentions at all and just wanted one team to win because of a certain element. And... That's where you can have you can't have a discussion because if people are there just for that reason, then they they don't care about the success of the women's game. They want to make it into something else or make it into a discussion about race or something else or whatever. And it just it sucks that we're stuck talking about this. But I think I'm glad we started off by you highlighting how good the game was and just how good the tournament for the women's side has been compared to the men's side, which it's been kind of like meh. Like I the games on tonight. I feel mad about it. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, it's it's tough because there's no Zion, right? There's no like marquee player playing in in the men's like game or championship game. But we heard, you know, we heard about Caitlin Clark since week one when it comes to women's <sighs> basketball. And a l- little bit of research again, not a ton, but I I promise you, for y'all that, that do watch and if you do follow the game, like I will be a fan of it moving forward for women's basketball, like. The next season is setting up for college basketball. I don't know the rules for drafting wise in, in WNBA, so I'm gonna have to look into that. But like next season is is bringing back this LSU squad. Essentially, like they're all coming back. It's going to have Caitlin Clark, who will be a senior also. And then I don't know if you guys forgot about her, but Paige Beckers out of UConn, who was like, she I think she won. A, yeah, she won a national championship as a freshman. Like they went like 40 and 0. Absolutely ridiculous. But she tore her ACL, so she was out this year. And it's like, it's setting up for another really, really good women's, you know, March Madness tournament. So, again, I'm, I'm a fan. 
you know, I, I might be the bandwagon-esque right here now, but like what I am going to say is like moving forward is I'll, I'll most likely be watching it. And yes, and Beckers is a bucket. Like the, essentially she is. It doesn't show up on stream for Twitch. I wish it did. But, you know, appreciate you, Tahi streams. She's a bucket and she she was as good as the, you know, the chick from from Oregon. Again, I'm terrible with names, always have been. But like the girl that used to train with Kobe, rest in peace. Like the, these girls can ball. Like the, these girls can ball, and and I'm looking forward to it and seeing where the game actually goes. Maybe it spreads into it being like huge for the WNBA. Maybe this is exactly what women's basketball needed to try to promote the sport of the of the WNBA. Yeah, I think you made an interesting point that I didn't consider is that you know I don't know in the past five ten years the the men's college game it doesn't really matter right it, it, before the one and done you had guys sticking around a couple of years. Um, and then in the the past couple of years, you see the G League guys are going overseas. There's other options. So the best players, I think the top two players in this year's draft are non-college players. On the flip side, all the all the women's game, it's not worth it to go to the WNBA. So you see like a ton of talent in the women's game for the college side. And maybe that's the reason why we're seeing such huge numbers and interest in the women's game because the basketball quality, I mean, you know, pound for pound, the basketball quality is much better. Yeah, and it's a it's a different game. Um, like we joke around when it comes to like the one and dones, and like you know you can get ISO ball, your AAU and whatnot. But like we were seeing team basketball, at least I, what I was able to watch. I was watching team basketball, and even though Clark threw up, I think twenty five shots. Like she's doing what she can to win that that game for her team. And on the other side of the ball, it's just LSU was just that much more dominant. And it was that ball was swinging. That ball was swinging. Five different girls touching the ball on on each possession, launching a three. If they missed the offensive board, get off me. You know, put back. So it was it was a great game. Like I said, they you know women's college basketball game to fan and myself. Um, I'll be considered a bandwagon for now. I don't care what you guys say. I really could care less. But they they gained a fan uh, when it comes to me watching. You know, not even just like March Madness type basketball, like. I might start watching some regular season ball moving forward. You know, which is like one last thing. It's kind of a bummer. I was thinking mm -hmm. about is the people being clowns and dirtbags today. You know, your Portnoy and your your other people. You know, there's no consequences for them. And not mm -hmm. only that, but they're probably going to get applauded by their base, their audience who who wants to see women's basketball fail. You know, they they'll probably applaud them today. So it just sucks that that's kind of how we are in society. We're like. No matter what you say, you'll get applause no matter how dirty it is. Just stupid. You're, you're always going to have an audience. You're always going to have a platform. Once they went public and they got as big as they got, they can do no wrong no matter what they say. They could come out and say some raunchy stuff like they did, and there's always going to be a percentage of people that follow them and will continue following them. That's just how social media is. All right, let's transition from some college hoops to the NBA because that the NBA, I just put busy NBA week because there was wow. a couple of things I want to talk talk on. Um, I, do you want to start with the actual NBA basketball, the CBA stuff first? I think we should go CBA just because like, I don't want to end with that because the, the, there's a lot of meat on the bone when it comes to the, how the season went. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are aware with what happened this week. I know they were trying to negotiate a new CBA. Um, basically, it avoids like a labor stoppage. So we're going to get more basketball. It ain't going to yep. stop. There's no lockout coming. Thankfully. Uh, but there were a couple interesting things that were snuck into the CBA. And I just want to highlight the five, four big ones. And I'll start from the least important, the two least important 
Number one, they they bumped up the two-way numbers from two to three, so you get three two-way contracts. So that's kind of good. You have more developmental guys. You can have them playing in the G League. Uh, they increased the luxury tax penalty. So the teams like the Warriors, who are like insane over the luxury tax, um, it's going to get a lot worse and cap oh. their ability to kind of continually hold on to players. Also, they put a um, a super max and uh, in, increased super max. So like Jalen Brown for the Celtics fans out there. He'll be making even more and more money. Like we're talking stratosphere money. Um, and then here's the two big ones that I think we can probably sit on. Number one, 65 game minimum for major awards. awards. So that's your MVP, defense play of the year, six man, all that stuff. And then a mid-season tournament is coming. It's it's now happening. So I don't know which one you want to touch on first. E, which one do you think is going to be most impactful or it's exciting to you? I mean, I'm going with mid-season tournament, the awards or whatever, but like, let's go mid-season tournament. Yeah, so like the way this is going to work, and I read the details a little bit, it's going to be worked into the actual scheduling. So like there'll be a chunk in the in the schedule, I don't know, five games or four games where it's like a round-robin play. And then the winners of those round-robins will advance into an eight-team playoff. So half of the most of the games will be part of the regular season. It'll count towards your record. There'll be mm-hmm. a subset of games that are actually distinct from the actual regular NBA season and will be a tournament style. Those eight teams will get whittled down to one. There'll be a championship game. You'll win a cup, a trophy. Uh, fun thing for the players, the winning team, each player will get about $500,000. Nice. So that's, that's a little chunk of change. I'm sure you're LeBron James. Kevin Durant won't participate. No. Um, they'll probably play the round robin stage where it counts toward the season, but the actual extra games probably won't. Uh, and all in all, if you do make it to the finals, you're only playing about one or two extra games than everyone else. So it's not like you're adding a ton of games to the season. So what do you think? Do you like it? Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. It's for those dog days of the NBA, you know, two, I think it's the week before the um, NBA All-Star game. And then it's like a week the week before the NBA trade deadline. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of movement when it comes to like, I would say player positioning, but not a lot of like enthusiasm around the season. So I don't mind that. Um, anything involving like draft implications or is it just like to rejuvenate the younger talent in the NBA? There's no draft implications of this tournament okay. at all. So I, I guess that's not a bad thing. You know, you don't want somebody going out there, balls to the wall, and then getting hurt for draft position, and then it hurts them for the rest of the season. But I think this will be a great way to showcase those two-way players like you were just mentioning. Yeah. Um, if they're, you know, back end of the bench and they have the ability to at least get their name out there, who's to say that they don't become a part of the actual rotation um, in the, you know, towards the second half of the season? Uh, or more importantly, to get those younger teams, okay, I can't really say it, but they're still a young team like OKC, yeah. uh, a little bit more shine in a, I guess, an area where they may not make the playoffs, but like they're kind of flirting with the playoffs right now anyway. So I think this tournament, if you're a Celtics fan, if you're a Bucks fan, uh, if you're a Nuggets fan, like if your team's at the top of the standings and your sole goal is to win a championship, I don't think this tournament matters to you because your your stars, your Tatum, your Brown is not going to play. I'm gonna. I love the Orlando Magic. That's been my squad for 20 years. There's no reason for me to watch them. They're awful. By the time we get to the midseason, the deadline, it's like we're trying to sell pieces. So for me, this is awesome because it gives me something to at least look forward to, right? And during uh, during the season, and you know, it might not mean anything today, 
right? It might not mean a, a thing today to the players. Maybe in 20 years, it means something to win the NBA Cup. Like if you look at Europe and European soccer, they they have in, like intercontinental tournaments during the season and it means something to those guys. So I, I like it. I think it's a good idea. It's going to get a lot of young teams involved. And, you know, who doesn't love a tournament? Like the play, no one thought the play-in was that exciting when it happened. It's it's two crappy teams trying to make it into the playoffs. The play-in does monster numbers because a one-and-done style competition, people will tune in. I think this is a, a brilliant idea by the NBA. It's going to, you're going to poo-poo it now, just like everyone poo-pooed the play-in. But the play-in means something now. And I think this tournament, give it a couple of years, people will love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, big shouts to Tahi talking about, obviously, Adam Silver is going to try to make as much money as he possibly can for the league, which it's, again, this, the, uh, basketball around Christmas, It Christmas Day is a basketball day, but Christmas, I mean, the week leading up to it is tough, right? People people getting shopping in and whatnot. Uh, so it's, it's good for the game to expand. You made a great point when it comes to comparing it to English football, like the Premier League. That's the first thing I thought of is... The Premier League has their Man U's, their Chelsea's. I don't even know if these teams are really good, but back when I used to watch it, the Liverpool's, like those dominant teams, right? Wayne Rooney, you know, Steven Gerrard, Fernando Torres, like those boys were not playing in the midseason tournament, but a lot of those championships, like runs, were their younger talent that would win the midseason tourney, and then they would help their team essentially get the Premier League during the regular season because it's like, oh, damn, like we actually can trust some of these players that were on the back end of our bench or in our developmental league, like let's give them a starting spot, not start starting, but you know what I'm saying? Let's get them a spot in playing in, in big games and they can right. actually contribute. Yeah. It's going to be good for developmental and you know, English soccer, European soccer. It's crazy. They have champions league, which is like the creme de la creme Europe, Europa, which is a league down. They have uh, domestic cups like in England, the FA Cup, Carabao Cup. So there's like a bajillion little tournaments and teams care and it matters. So I think it'll be cool. I'm looking forward to it. Um, How do you feel about the 50, 65 game minimum? I said 65. That was, we said that. I think we, we liked that yeah, one. Yeah, I think we. I think I had said that exact You number. said 70 at first, I believe. Uh, okay. I think you might have talked me down. So I talked apologies. you 65. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Look, I think... We need to make it so that like you have to play to win. Um, and I think if you do miss essentially, what's that, 12 games, that's like one game every other week. That's not bad. You know what I mean? Like you get you get 10 days worth that's of PTO. More. Your, math, yeah. your math's off at 17. 17? 60, 60 yeah. 82 game season. You're right. You're right. I thought it was 72 in my mind. So still off. Terrible. Not, not a math major. I don't care. You can yell at me if you want. I don't care. Uh, What I mean by that is I think they still have their days off, right? Like you'll still have your scheduled, um, let's say, day off on a back-to-back, right? Like you're still going to have those games where like those superstars will miss. But like you have to to play. And so if you're going to get an all-NBA team or all... So it's um, not all NBA. Oh, really? It's just awards. It's just the major awards, which I would have liked to see expanded, but that's not the case. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, again, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year. Like, I'm a big fan of those being impacted by the amount of games that you play. I, th- I heard an interesting stat um, about that criteria and if it were applied historically. Uh, you know how Joel Embiid is, is crying about getting MVP? Mm-hmm. He would have qualified like the past four or five years if they had that success and played in his game. Uh, this year, I think he would have been fine this year. Obviously, Joker always plays. 
Uh, I don't know about Giannis. I think Giannis has been okay. The only one that would affect this year is probably Jaron Jackson Jr., who's for defensive player of the year. I think he's the leading candidate. He missed the first twelve games of the season. I want to say, and a couple here or there. So he's he's close to that that sixty five game threshold. I would have liked to say it. this doesn't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said I was going to say I would have liked it to be expanded to All NBA. So it, you know, you can't sneak or even All Star in some capacity. So you can't get your Zion into the All Star game. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. It would have been good if it went to All NBA stipulations because it would have messed not not in a bad way, but yes, that's what's going to go. It would have messed with everybody's contracts because, like, I know there's somebody like a uh, let's say a Jason Tatum. Where he got the bag if he got an all NBA play like all NBA um like selection, it was either last year or two years ago. And it's like that that would get people to play. Not only to get people to play, but like this whole load management, you're not gonna fix it by finding people. NBA players make the most guaranteed money out of all major sports in America. So like <laughs> finding them isn't gonna do it. It's taking away their money. Not yeah. not so much like like taking it, it's just like you had it. And you could have gotten more if you did this. That will impact it more than you just finding me $2 million for sitting out a game. I'd be like, whatever, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year. And I, I hope uh, I hope Jaron Jackson Jr. wins Depoy. I got a little, little cash on that. The deep Depoy. <laughs> this man, betting my money. Random ass bets. You ain't telling nobody about it, bro. Which, like you, you say, I bought you a sweatshirt with your money that you won. But you ain't tell me that I won the money. It's an, inv- it's gonna, called, it's called an investment. And, you gonna bet on Jaron Jackson, the 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 random stat getter. His uh his steal blocks uh per game is insane. I think he's been averaging almost three blocks and almost two steals. I think he's one point eight steal a game. And uh, I think he has the highest VORP defensively, like as far as like how he, it's a weird stat. It's like how he affects shots around the rim. I think, I think I read a statistic where his, his shot rate on layups when he's at the rim is the lowest in the NBA. I couldn't get past you saying VORP. VORP. What the hell does VORP stand for? I don't know, man. It's a stat. Just it's, it's one of those advanced. It's like, it's like win shares. I and love see, those that's, numbers. That's the problem that I have with analytics. And <laughs> unfortunately, with this, with Jaron Jackson being, I don't even have Who a Who else would it be? It would be Brooke Lopez is the second know. guy. That's the thing. It was Brooke Lopez was, I think, was the, the leading vote getter he, for, for, for Vegas. But he tanked. He, he's this. not the favorite anymore. Jaron right, Jackson well, Jr. is the favorite. For, what I'm saying is, like, I read, like, at least at least two, three weeks ago, some random stats that Jaron Jackson gets. And it's like, it just reminds me of like, like the numbers he's of good. Like Tom Brady. Yeah, he's good. But he's it also good. reminds me of Tom Brady is 6-0 and when the wind is due south with it being cold, less than 32 degrees. They're playing on turf and it's, you know, past seven o'clock. Like, miss me with these type of analytics. Like, does the man block shots? Does he get steals? That's all I fucking care about. I will say the only argument against Jaron Jackson Jr., which I heard him on, I think, Low Post podcast, is that he has one of the highest foul rates um, in the game as far as, like, he gets fouls early. So he's looking for blocks and he gets himself out of the game early because he's trying to chase blocks. So, you know, you can't be a great defender if you're not on the floor. What's the best availability? Best abilities, availability, yeah, exactly. baby. Exactly. Where were we? I, I don't know how we got so lost on Jaron Jackson Jr. Well, I mean, the the, the awards. Oh, I mm-hmm. wanted to say, so it's related to Jaron Jackson Jr. is the John Morant thing because we talked about affecting people's money. I think if he got All-NBA this year, if he made one, the first, second, or third team, he would get a kicker, an elevator in his contract that equates to like $39 million over the next several years. Uh, and if he doesn't get it this year, he doesn't qualify you know, in the future. So it kicks him up to that super duper max. 
and missing all that time because of the gun thing, he might not make an all NBA team because it's, it's a pretty stacked guard group. Yeah. I, I still think he gets in because he was MVP level with the, the league's team. I think at the time that didn't they have the league's best record. Uh, he, was he was probably like they were, they were in second in the, in okay. the West. I don't know where that they're definitely were never ahead of the nuggets. Okay. Gotcha. Well, my apologies on that one, but no, I, it's I think all good. He, was, he was still up there for potential, I would say MVP. So like, I don't think he drops out of being an all NBA because of that. Here's I the think thing. he gets like back end third team. Cause like, are there really five guards better? We'll say six. Are there really six guards better than him? Uh, I would have to get my list, but I think, the last couple spots are like him or SGA. Uh, and I would probably say SGA's. He's been fantastic. But he's I, incredible right now. Those all NBA teams are filled by like media votes. And, you know, you everyone misses games, but I have a f- sneaky suspicion that the NBA writers will weigh games missed because of stupidity higher than games missed because of injury. I'm just, that's just my hunch on that one. I think that's a good hunch because again, it's it's a human element vote. So yes, I think that's a thing. Uh, I also I can't remember if like it's something that I dreamed of or if it like I read it somewhere, but or heard it. But I think I thought I heard something saying that the uh, the All NBA teams are getting rid of positions soon. So like it's just going to be oh top that is five. yes that's another part okay. of the CBA okay. good I, call I, thought, I forgot right. about that. All right, yeah, I think that I think that is huge. Yeah, um, that is huge. where like it could just be. If you just think about it for right now, for the center the position, MVP, so stupid. Say that, well, the MVPs right now are three bigs: Jokic, Jan, Giannis, two centers, and, and a power forward. Yeah, so like one of them would be considered like not first team when it's like they're the three best yes. players in the yes. NBA right now. It's stupid. No, I I I actually think like overall. So they signed the CBA. We're gonna have basketball for another seven years, but everything in the CBA, like wins all around like it's it's awesome i like it i'm a big fan like i said i i liked it i wanted to start off with the uh, with the award i mean with the tourney because i think that's going to be huge um i'm all about promoting the game uh, look at the, all positive energy today all about promoting the game as much as we possibly can especially for those you know lower tiered basketball players on the back ends of the bench um and then when it comes to awards you got to pay to play you know you got to play to get paid and the best ability is availability i can't have you missing you know, 20 games in a season and then you'd be up there for MVP. Miss me with that shit. Yeah. And sh- shout out. We have good, good, good uh, participation in the chat and watching live. We really appreciate you guys out there. A new, new uh, commenter as a Basilio. Appreciate you. Got you, it right. Look at that. It's not easy. I can but read. I, I like it. appreciate yeah, you here, man. Appreciate the comments. Uh, just other NBA stuff. It's just weird. There's so many fraud teams. Uh, the biggest one is, I would say the Wolves had such a, like a hot, charge up the standings they were looking nice with cat back everyone was high on the wolves like could they make a run in the playoffs and they have the the, the biggest loss since 1997 as far as underdog loss i think the uh they played the portland trailblazers yesterday and they were i think like a, almost a 20 point dog it was like a 19 point dog and then by winning your boy had uh wolf's money line so that that felt really good <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man uh I don't know, man. So many frauds. I can't trust them anymore. I can't trust trust the Kings after losing to the Spurs. The Mavs are just a, a disaster. The the West is just full of frauds. Yeah, I know so, what you're um, going to say. Go ahead. I'm rubbing my hands together because I'm not ready to say it yet. But say I it. did say just if they miss the if they get past the play in and make the playoffs, the Lakers are going to be 
a problem. And before I even give the Lakers their due, because again, the West is a mess. I think that's more of the reason why they're going to be in a good spot is because the West is just, I'm not going to say a joke, but like nobody wants to win it. You know, the Nuggets can have crap games. The, the Grizzlies, we don't know if they're going to have players or not. Um, we have the Kings that are, are starting to lose games that they should lose. You have the Suns who are still there, but like if KD is healthy, they're eventually going to be a team that's going to represent the West. But it's like, who's going to be the second team? And I think that's where you come in with like the veteranship of the Lakers. And I keep saying it that the, the, the Warriors are essentially like the old Spurs. Like Manu, Timmy, and Tony have Dre, Clay, and Steph. And like if they get right, you, you it's really yeah, hard to count a champion out. Know. That's all I'm saying is everybody said, look, who cares about the Spurs? They're old. They're just not, they just, they're limping into the playoffs. And then every year people hated fucking playing them. And so, like, I'm going to give them their credit until they actually get knocked off. But at least for the Lakers, I told you, bro, I said it. Just let them get healthy, and they are going to be a team that's going to instill fear in people that they don't want to play because AD is playing ridiculous right now. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. And, of course, we got people that like to hate on them. You can hate all you want, man. Like, just, just don't play them in the playoffs. But LeBron still has that MVP style of game if he's healthy. AD, when healthy, is one of the best players in the league. And they got people like AR and, you know, that's just, well, I guess, one of the names. But they got they got Troy, uh, what's called Troy playing off the bench. They got a lot of contributors getting rid of Westbrook playing the right style of basketball for them. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for the Lakers is health, and I just I don't know if I can trust a full playoffs with AD. Like AG, AD's carrying them right now, right? He yes. he's averaging something crazy, like between twenty five and thirty a night. He's absolutely tearing up the league, but you know he's often injured, and I don't know how long it's going to last. The health, I will say, like the trades that they made, you know, people questioned is you know little trades is going to make a difference, huge difference, right? The roster makes sense. I think I saw some stats today. The numbers might be wrong, but I think they were something like fourteen and seven since the deadline. Something, something crazy, crazy good. That might be inflated. That's a lot of games. Twenty-one games. I don't know if they've played that many games. They actually have the best defensive rating in the league uh, since the deadline, which is insane. So, like their defense is is holding it down. They're probably going to finish a worse seventh seed, right? Uh, they have a good chance of making the sixth seed. They have a game against the Clippers, I think, on Wednesday, which is going to be a huge game for them. Huge. Uh, and the one thing to know if you're a Lakers fan, which you are, D, is um, they are down in the in the loss column. So basically, they have more games to play than other teams, so they could make up ground. The de they, the destiny's in their hands, um, and we. I hate to say we should have saw it coming because I hate the Lakers and their frauds, but. They had the easiest schedules after the All Star break. Like they had one of the most cupcake schedules in the league, and they're doing what they got to do. They're taking care of business. Um, if they draw the Kings in the first round, because currently the Kings are the third seed, and if they make it up to six, they might be like Vegas might have them favored over the Kings, which is crazy to oh, think bro. about. Uh, but yeah, man, things are looking up for you. Again, I'm not ready to. I'm not taking the victory lap because the victory lap for me saying that they're going to finish sixth is is pretty sad. But it's just like part of, like I said, if they if the chips fall in a specific way, like as long as they get healthy, they're going to be a team that you just don't want to have to deal with. They probably may get beat, but like again, the the younger Kings, Demontis Sabonis going against AD, 
know what I mean? Like we understand which one is better youth wise, but we understand which one is better talent wise, and that's AD. And then you got LeBron James going up against, you know, I don't even really who's their who's who's their defender? Kevin Herter? Like their def- their defense is horrific. That's what I'm saying. And it's like a LeBron James led team, e- even at 38, whatever he is, like he doesn't get eliminated from playoffs too often, right? They probably like that's put, just um, not- Who's the old old Warriors? Uh, Harrison Barnes would probably play against uh, Yeah, Barnes, who, I mean, when they played up against each other in the finals, really couldn't do much. I think that was the year that they had to put a Gudalo on him. Um, well, I would say this. this, this The Kings have no intentions of playing defense. They, they have the best offensive rating by far in the league. I think they're on a historic pace. So it's just going to be a, I don't know, a shootout. And if they could score more threes and be hot... They have a they have a chance in this series, but the Lakers are going to be formidable formidable down low. Um, they they're not going to stop AD, but again, it's just health. Like what what's AD going to look like when that series starts and ends? Essentially, that's that's what it comes down to. Is if they if they can stay healthy, I think they're going to be a big threat to be that number two team representing the West. Because again, if they can get hot with a LeBron James led team. Is LeBron James at the end of the day? As much as I have my you know grievances against him, he's a Laker, so I got a root. Um, but yeah, I think that they could be a, a scary matchup for anybody if they get hot in the playoffs like they are right now. Uh, do you want to throw it out East because I know like there's a little bit more guaranteed spots, but like those back ended getting into the playoffs teams are like the I won't say scary, but just like who the hell wants to play these guys if they if they're there? I actually think Miami is super. People are losing their minds over Miami. I don't know why I want to talk about. I hope Percival's here, um, but people are losing their minds over Miami. Dude, they're terrible. They are terrible. Of the playoff teams, they have by far like playoff and play in on both. I'm gonna look at both conferences. They have, am I going to misspeak here? No, I'm correct. They have the worst net rating by a ton. They're almost negative one net rating. Everyone else in the playoffs has either positive or zero net rating. So basically, this is the scenario. When they win games, they barely win them within like a couple points. And then when they lose point games, they're getting their asses beat. <laughs> so like, can you really trust that in the playoffs? Like, yeah, they are going to hit you with a club over the head. Like I wouldn't want to play them because you're going to get hurt playing. Beat the shit. Yeah. Yes. But like, they're, they're not a good team. But that's the thing is neither were the Memphis Grizzlies with Zebo back in the day. They weren't a great team led by Tony Allen, Zach Randolph and, and them and Mark Gasol. But like, they just beat the shit out of you. And like, I, I heard somebody say it on, 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 on social media. And they were like, essentially they hit like Jason Voorhees. Like, you you gotta go up against them. Like you might make it out of the movie, but like you are going to be bloodied, beat to crap, and like drag an ass to try to get away from them because like they're just, they're just bullies, and they can stretch a series if they get someone like Philly or Boston out of those twos and three seeds. They can stretch a series to six games that doesn't need to go six, and that's going to affect that team in the next series, right? So like they may yeah, not be the play them. they might be the stopgap, but like they would be somebody that like ruins the chances for a team because they have to exhaust a lot of, uh, of energy in that series. Yeah, man. If if things went chalk, it would be Philly and don't let Jimmy Butler who got outcasted <laughs> away from Philly get a chance to like just tear apart that 76ers team. But of those like honestly of the four teams in the play in the East, I actually be the most afraid to play 
Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, man. Like they, they had an awful start to the season. I picked them to be top five seed in the East. Like they have a very good roster and they're seven and three in the last 10. They have a pretty good point dif- uh, differential. They are six best differential in the East. So they're a legit good team. Since adding Yaka Pertle, they've been much better defensively. I wouldn't want to play Toronto. Yeah, I, I like again. I, I give all the credit where credit is due to like the the Warriors, and there's something about championship mentality that does help out. And I know Kawhi isn't there, obviously, but they still got a lot of the core that was that being Fred Van Fleet and Pasco Siakam. If, if they get into the playoffs and like get some momentum, I the hottest teams usually win, right? And like they are playing pretty damn well right now where that could lead or leak into the playoffs slash play in. And if they get out of the play-in and they match up well against somebody like, you know, Philly or if they match up against New York, who's to say that they don't beat one of those teams um, and then make it to the second round, which is probably a huge, uh, I would say, benchmark for where they were when they started the season, which was very, like, abysmal. By the way, before we leave the... Uh, the I, we, I know we left the West, but let me let me just tell you this. I, I had Dallas as being a disaster on my sheet. <laughs> and I just want to... So Dallas is 3-7 and seven in their last 10, which is just Oy. horrendous. Other teams that are also three and seven in their last ten, so the same win 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 loss records of Dallas in the past ten games. Utah, Portland. Uh, the the Hornets are actually better in the past ten games, although they have two wins against those Mavericks. Same record as Indy, Washington. It's just man, the the collapse of the Mavs. And I know you want a dog on Kyrie. It's it's no, not no, don't Kyrie's say that. fault. Don't say that. I said it off right. air that I'm not. I didn't. I wasn't blaming him. I just said that the stench follows him. Unfortunately. <laughs> By the way, where's Jimmy Mute at now? Yeah, it was way off on that one. Our uh, guest. Again, I'm. I'm not throwing the blame at Kyrie on this because I, I think that's too much to blame him for it. It just happens to be that where he goes, <laughs> it just goes up in flames. And Luca wasn't out of the playoffs before he got there. Yeah, they must have like the worst. Oh, their defensive rating is not terrible overall. Um, it's just they traded away some good defenders, and Kyrie's mm-hmm. a player who I told you before the show. He gets buckets, he can get numbers, but he doesn't make people around him better. He doesn't elevate the play of others. It's just a weird pairing. It's a weird pairing. Hey, last thing before we go off the NBA, I saw mm-hmm. an amazing stat the other day, and I want to bring it up to you. Uh, the Orlando Magic, in their last 50... So if you took everyone's last 50 games... And, and got their win. You love doing this, by the way. Go ahead. If you took everyone's win-loss record in the last 50 games, the Orlando Magic have the 10th best record in the entire NBA. Mm-hmm. They've been... They're really good. Like, they're playing Cleveland tomorrow, and they're only a four-point dog. Like, this team's on the up-and-ups. I'm telling you right now, I'm calling on the podcast. They are a playoff team next year. Not even a play-in, number six seed next year. So we're talking about next year. That's all I have, man. That's all I have is next You don't have much, um, but hold on to it as long as you possibly can. The the stats that you give off is like, well, look at the the Red Sox. They won 10 of their last 15, you know, at the end of the season of last year. It's like, yeah, when everybody else was playing and they made their fucking positions. Yeah, we get it. Like, we understand they have a good young team. They have a very good young team. So does OKC and OKC. Yeah, OKC is going to be in the playoffs right now. They're going to be like, good next year. OKC with Chet coming back. Ooh, 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 watch out for OKC. 
Watch <laughs> out. The young teams are coming for all your shit, you old Lakers and all these Stop old teams. It. Stop talking about the damn magic. All right. So I think it's time to make some money. Are you ready? Big fan, big fan, big fan. Let's get it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, All right. We're so again, we're new to this gambling thing. We've had three weeks of legality in Massachusetts. We're here to make some money. We started off pretty rough, but we we're taking huge hacks. We're going for like plus 300 odds. And obviously, you're going plus 300, you win one of three, you're happy. So we lost the first two. We, we took a little more, uh, I don't know, conservative route in the third one. We, lo- we won the third one. We're going to go a little conservative again today, right? Yeah, big fan of what we are, what we talked about off air. All right, so to get into it, there was a couple games we really liked, but the game we landed on was what? Bulls and Hawks? Yes, yes. So we're so going to... Go ahead. So just some back-end information, at least for part of the reason why I made uh, my bets, is the Hawks have been the the, the stereotypical 50% team the entire like season, where it's win two, lose two, win one, win, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win two, yeah. lose two. Like It's gone back and forth, and they just came off of an L uh, their last game, so I'm banking on them losing again. They just lost... I'm sorry, they, they, they just beat... The Mavs, which would mean that they're most likely going to lose this game. Yeah, and the Hawks give up a ton of points. They're not very defensive-oriented. Uh, and some of the criteria we looked at before picking our, our team um, to attack, we wanted a home team, preferably, because we're going to go player props. Uh, we wanted a game that would be somewhat close. We don't want a blowout, because if you're taking player props in a blowout, you run the risk of having guys sit in the fourth quarter or not hitting those totals. Mm-hmm. So we thought this game would be close. Um so you want to go with the first two props that we have on? Yeah, I'll do the I'll do the players. You're doing a four um, leg parlay, by the way. We're going yeah, four, four leg parlay. So I think we're gonna go. Obviously, the uh, the eye candy is typically Zach Levine, uh, but with the better odds for this game, I'm gonna go Demar Derozan points, and I'm gonna go with points more than twenty. Yeah, and just to clarify, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever gambling site you use, they don't put up the lines until. A couple, like, I don't know, five to eight hours before the game. As far as if you're going to do same game parlays, you don't get the numbers until that day. So we're just saying if there's around 20 plus, take that. Um, to go over De- DeRozan's last couple games, points scored 31, 23, 22, 21, 17. So that one was a loss, but he only played. That was the, that was a Lakers game where they were really bad. Um, mm-hmm. Then 25, 24, 49. So, like, we feel pretty good about 20. Uh, if you want to stretch up to 23-24, that's fine because we know that the Hawks' defense is horrendous. Yeah, I, th- I think we could get away with 22. I'm kind of scared at 23 because his average is 24 and a half. But it's but four so legs. I, it's four legs, so let's just do some a couple easy pieces. So you want to yeah. go with the actual game itself? Uh, yeah, I, I got the I got the, the full-out money line. I hope I'm saying that right, where I'm going with the Bulls plus the points because I think they're getting... Well, that's, so plus four, the, the points four. are the uh, point spread. So you want them to just to win the game. Yeah, outright, yes. Yeah, they're playing at home. Uh, they've been playing much better as of late. Uh, I'm guessing money line will be like minus 140, so we'll tag uh, DeMar 20 plus with 140. And then I'm going to get crazy on my end. I like yours. Um, 
I'm thinking of about the Hawks. They play very high-paced basketball. Trey Young has one of the highest turnover rates in the NBA. His assist to turnover rate's fine because he gets a lot of assists, but he turns the ball over a lot. I want sticky fingers for this game. I want two guys getting a couple steals. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna double up on Demar Derozan. Just looking at his past couple games, steal wise, one one two two. Uh, zero, one, three, three. So he's been getting a lot of steals. I'm just going to take one steal because it's a four-leg parlay. Uh, something easy is probably like minus three something, but that's fine. If you want to get crazy um, and do two steals, it's probably like a coin flip looking at how he his steal distribution is. So that's fine. And then um, this one might be a little more juice. Um, I want another steal because I thought, you know, the turnovers would be a big theme in this game. Uh, we looked. I first guy I wanted was Caruso because he's a great defender, but he's he's doubtful for the game, so I want to avoid him because if he's playing, I don't know what he's going to be like. Uh, let's get the uh, the too small guy, right? Which I'm going to be honest, I never feel good about betting with Pat Beverly, but <laughs> I'm going to take Pat Beverly to get a steal in this game. He's going to be probably primarily guarding on Trey Young, being a pest. If he doesn't get into foul trouble, he might get a, a steal off of Trey Young. And just to look at his previous games as far as steals, the past couple games he has, zero, which sucks. But, I mean, he got the bad one out of the way last game. After that, two, one, two, one, one. So, like, you're looking probably at, like, a 75% probability of him getting a steal in this game. I'm guessing you'll get, like, negative 180 on that. Altogether, I don't know what the numbers are going to be, but we're probably looking at, like, plus 190, close to 200 altogether. So if you bet $10, you'll win 30 back. Not a bad turnout. Uh, you you know more about like the actual like payouts and whatnot. For me, it's just like, all right, make it easy. DeMar going to score 20. I think he might be able to get 22, but we might stick with the 20. And then I think the Bulls are going to win. So like that's it, that's it for me. But the statistical background shows when Trudeau does his research and he says – DeMar DeRozan has gotten 12 steals in the last five games, broken down 2-1-2-1-3. And then Pat Beverly has also gotten steals minus the one that he just played. So good good research on your end. I think your bets have a little bit more worth. I think I'm going to go with the more like easier, realistic ones for me because I don't do that type of research. Yeah, it's all good. I think the hardest part probably be Bulls money line and Pat Beverly to get a steal. I, th- I feel pretty good about the DeMar bets, but uh, we need to juice it up a little bit. So... Here's to making some money this week. And this was uh, our, let's go two and two. This After this, we'll be two and two. We'll be 500. It'll be good times. I like it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, I ejected from the uh, baseball talk. I will just say, I will just say, um, base MLB has been really good. Um, yeah. The rule changes have been awesome. It's been weird as someone who watched baseball last year. You could kind of like watch baseball, look at your phone in between pitches, come back, nothing's happened, look back down, search, you know, search Reddit, come back, oh, one pitch happened, go back down. Dude, the, it, the new baseball is just so rapid fire. It's You have to actually watch it and be engaged. It's, it's been good changes. 
See, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. And I know I said at the beginning of the show, I watched more of the hockey puck moving on hockey sticks than I did a single pitch or, or baseball bat swung. So I'm, I'm going to try to get engaged in some baseball. There's literally nothing for baseball here in the Carolinas because they don't have a pro team. So it's a lot harder to get into. But then again, I didn't watch it when I was up in Boston. I didn't watch the Red Sox. Uh, but I'll do my best to at least try to get into some because since there's no home team, I guess I can watch anybody around here. Yeah, it's tough in Carolina. I think your closest team is probably the Braves. So we wanted to finish this off by going into our theme song tournament the entire month of March. Uh, and thanks to you beautiful people out there voting on Twitter and actually Ty he, uh advancing a team by himself. He advanced <laughs> the office by himself just by being here. Uh, so you have all participated. We uh, we narrowed down 64 television themes down to one. I mean, we we have a champion now. Champion. D has it up. Uh, so let's just go real quick on the final four matchups. We'll kind of uh, play each final four matchup, talk about the winner and how we felt about that. So we're going to talk with talk about the left side of the bracket. Uh, I'm trying to frantically type in law and order theme right now, but I found it. <laughs> and here we go. That, that iconic theme uh, lost in the, what is it, semifinals yep. to one of the better teams, uh, a really underrated seven seed in our tournament. Uh, you know, this is just iconic. When you hear it, you know what time it is. Yep. Cops kind of reminds me in our tournament about uh, like UConn and the men's tournament because UConn it just obliterated everyone every round of the tournament. Uh, Cops, man, like up until the finals, it was winning by thirty percent, forty percent. Yeah, so Cops made it to the final, uh, and then on the other side of the tournament, we had a heavyweight battle um, between this theme and the, uh, the second one I'll play. I'm not going to lie, uh, in the final four, I was ro- really rooting for Pokemon to win the whole thing. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't make it to the finals uh, because it, it faced a extremely tough challenge in this theme. is a story all about how my life got flipped turned upside down and i'd like to take a minute just sit right there i'll tell you how i became the prince of a town called bel-air so we had fresh prince advancing over pokemon i don't think it was particularly close uh fresh prince took care of business there yeah that one wasn't a close it was it was not as close as of a matchup as i thought it would be i think it was 67 33 um I, I thought Pokemon was going to be able to take that just because of uh, nostalgic reasons, but 
I mean, for, for us getting this list off of Rolling Stones to see Fresh Prince as a two seed, I think they were they, they, they are one seed in any other list, and they are the rightful champion being the one seed, the best theme track that's out there. So we had Cops. How do you feel about the, the final? Were you happy about that, Cops and Fresh Prince? Yeah, I mean, I, I know that it was a um, it had a lot of contribution towards it. So again, thank you all for that. We're able to to throw in your votes on Twitter. We really do appreciate it greatly. Um, Fresh Prince is just the track, man. It's 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 got a great beat. It's got a great hook. Everybody knows, you know, in West Philadelphia, born and raised, like everybody knows that, and we all know that no one knows the words to cops. Like once they start getting into huh. the meat of it, yeah, that's all we know. But we don't know what you get your brain, no sneak, no snicking. Like nobody knows the middle of that, but it's still a great That's song. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if if Fresh Prince comes on at the bar, everybody's That's singing fair. it. So it's 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 the rightful champion, man. Like crown it up to to Fresh Prince because they they did a they had a great tournament, a great run. You know, they beat out some good competition, and they're the rightful champions. Yeah, and the final was Fresh Prince versus Cops, and we alluded to Cops running the table earlier in the tournament, and it wasn't even close in the finals. Fresh Prince. You know, took it down. I believe was it? It was like a sixty-six to thirty-three percent. Sixty-six thirty-three again. Yep. Uh, so Fresh Prince ran the tournament. It's a good champion. I'm not upset about it. Um, I wish it was either Pokemon or Coughs. Fresh Prince is probably my third choice, but the people have spoken, and Fresh Prince is our champion. Yeah. Again, I, I I'm glad we did it this way um, because you. I was on the other side of the fence when we started. I was like, Are we voting for this? And you're like, No, the people. I was like. I know we're the people's podcast, but I, I was like, all right. So, like, I, I had a lot of emotion in this because I was like, please let my teams win. Um, but I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think the the people that contributed, whether they were commenting on the on the tracks, they were retweeting, they were liking it, or they were voting, whatever it is that you were able to do, like, we greatly appreciate it here at the show. So mm-hmm. it made it worth it. It made March uh, a lot more fun than I anticipated it being, especially with the basketball tournament alongside. And I'm looking forward to see how it goes for next year. Yeah, I'm just glad it's over because, man, the first round putting up 32 Twitter polls <laughs> was hell. <laughs> Uh, do you um? Before we get out of here, I do want to ask you: Do you have any songs in the tournament from the entire sixty-four that you want to give one more hurrah to? And if you're in the chat and you want to see one more of these theme songs played before we get out of here today, let me know. Do you have one for me? Because I have one. Man, you know what I want to listen to, just because it's I'll my play it. guy. Oh, who you want? He he's been out for a while, but go ahead and throw my track on there. I hope this is it. Mom and dad, always giving him a dude and blew my in his Was I right? Yes, sir. I, I'll let I'll wait for the, the rapping just, part with Timmy Turner. Part. Yeah, I got you. Uh but yeah, I mean that that song made a, a nice run to the sweet sixteen. Big run, big run, but here we go. <laughs> So stupid. So stupid. I, I feel like I want to shout out a song that we both agreed went out way too early. Um, and honestly, if it didn't get a fraudulent loss to Miami Vice, it may have made it run to the finals. It probably would have been in yes. the in the sweets. Actually, you know what? I think they it would have been a final down, team. Yeah, I think they could have taken down Fresh Prince because this a great song. Shout I, out. We're on the same page. But shout out Betty White. That's all exactly. I gotta say. Thank you for being a friend. 
good song. So good. So good. That was the Golden Girls, if you're not familiar with the, the track. Um, and speaking of thank you, thank you for, for watching the show and being a friend of the show, voting, being part of this process, and you know what we do every day around here, or every Monday, that is. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it for the show, D. I'll play this golden. I feel like we got to go out in the Golden Girls unless you want one more to, one more to get out of here with. Uh, no, nah, we don't need to say, you know, just play my track so we can get up on here and give some shout outs to everybody before we leave. You know what? Let's go with oh. this one. This is a good one to go out with. Oh, you're going to go cheers. Okay. Well, for all those that were able to hang out with us, I appreciate you being here. So please make sure y'all take care of y'all bread. Take care of y'all chicken. Take care of y'all mentals. Take care of y'all physicals. Be safe. And for those that haven't been able to catch it, please catch the GBA championships on 2K this evening at 930. Insomnia and Hidden Leaf going for the championship. Shout out to the GBA. And honestly, yeah, thank you guys all for being here. Uh, I know we say it, but seriously, having you guys in the chat, it makes this thing worthwhile. Um, tell your friends, man, let's, let's grow this thing together. We'll, we're going to be a big family. Um, but thank you. We'll see you guys next Monday. See you later. Troubles are